0: Explorers wanted. We are a weekly human era actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Samson Davis. The Iowa-Iowa game at time of recording is in two days, and I
1: am filled with dread. Hi, Alex Finn. I
2: have a pink bathroom now. It's pink.
0: (laughs) And Stace Babcock.
2: Samson, what you got to do is you got to take twenty cell phones, put them in a wagon, turn the location on, walk up and down your street for like four hours in the morning and then google will think that there's heavy traffic and reroute people around the area
1: no that's not the problem because one north and south streets are already like construction zones so i'm like i'm already separated from everything it's just that i can't leave my little neighborhood because yeah all the fucking parking lots are gonna be filled so i need to do like all my grocery shopping tomorrow
0: Mm -hmm. that's rough that's rough but i do like your idea stace we are also joined today by special guest dan rodriguez Hey, hey folks.
3: Yeah. I'm here. I'm happy to be here. And I just want to say to everyone listening, please just just give them whatever they're asking for. (laughs) I I just want to go home,
0: please.
2: (laughs) It's your soul. We want your soul. (laughs) And donuts.
0: Listeners, you'll know Dan from the outstanding Fandable Actual Play Podcast Network. They've got a number of shows going on there. They play virtually everything under the sun, including Numenera, and Dan is also a game designer himself. He's written a number of games available on itch.io. We'll put a link in the show notes for that, including uh, one of my favorites, which is Three Goblins in a Coat. Yes.
2: Which is why I'm smiling, because...
0: <laughs> As the creator of that game, I just want
3: to be very clear that I have no memory of making that game <laughs> uh, at all. I... <laughs> I got very drunk and or otherwise impaired one night, and then I woke up in the morning and I presume three goblins in a trench coat at some point came into the night and typed up something resembling a game, <laughs> uh, which I then edited. And then Billy from my podcast did a, a lovely job of actually giving the sign to, but yeah, I can take no responsibility for that game. That that game happened and I, I was the instrument through which it flowed.
0: The <laughs> way to do it. It's funny you mention its creation because that's typically the way we play it.
3: <laughs> so that's correct. You'll play it in the correct manner.
0: So we're very excited to have you. Very excited to be here. You guys will get introduced to Dan's character shortly into the episode as we go. But before we get into the episode, who remembers what happened last time? And I'm going to pick on Stace, even though I think she's just been trying to trick am
2: Trying to trick you? <laughs> about what? About what? All right. So last time on Explorers Wanted, the crew was trapped in a tunnel beneath the earth, attempting to take the ancient subway to the Benevolent Society of Travelers Proving Ground and essentially got blocked in. So they were exploring around down there, trying to find a way to get out. And I believe the episode started pre, what did we call it? Samson Death Orb? Murder Murder Globe. Globe. Thank you. (laughs) Pre Murder Globe. Right, guys? Yes. What you're describing is pre-Murder Globe. Last episode is post-Murder Globe. Last episode is post-Murder Globe. Oh, then I don't remember it at all. It's those, so, remember? <laughs> it's like the <laughs> Pokemon came and attacked us, and we escaped to a greenhouse. Well, I remember the attacks, right? But if that was post-Murder Globe, didn't we?
1: No, you were right the first time. I'll give you a hint. Last episode started with us putting up the murder. Okay,
2: globe. all right. Thank goodness, because I was like, <laughs> thought I was drunk again. All right, so <laughs> we put up the murder globe, and essentially there was a nest of these creatures, these pretty powerful creatures, in the um, tunnel system, and they just continued to try to rush our camp. And the murder globe very efficiently dispatched them. And then once they were dispatched, we went in to their area and we discovered that honestly we invaded their home and they were defending it so yeah after that we proceeded to find a large hole going up we were at the bottom of the hole and nix used her cipher that makes herself glow and climbed up to take a peek out of this hole and found herself in a greenhouse Eventually, everybody got up into that greenhouse. It was the middle of the night, it seemed. And at the end of the episode, a couple people came out of one of the houses, and we could hear them calling to each other and apparently perhaps coming in our direction. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's probably all that happened.
1: Well, no, because the jade egg began to hatch. <laughs> oh, yeah so then we had to throw it in the freezer with race and
2: yeah right we now did that, that
1: plot point is just
0: on the back yeah burner we put now. the
2: jade egg in stasis it has multiple arms
0: yeah. and then specifically as you came out because you were shining there was a little girl in one of the houses that said mommy daddy another angel oh, yeah and you heard a parent presumably the father saying not again and then you saw <laughs> the father exiting the house, holding a weapon.
2: Let's say with a shotgun, and we just hear the, you know, the, the <laughs> pump action. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so that is where we start. You guys have just heard this. The father has come out holding a club. The mother comes out right after him, aiming a bow and arrow at you guys.
2: Ah. Next, we'll wave through the glass.
0: Oh, no, you stepped outside. That's when they saw you.
2: Oh, did we? Next we'll wave from outside.
0: What's the environment
1: around this greenhouse? Are we, like, near a forest or near wildlife? Are we in the middle of an urban area
0: or what? You can see a tree line not too far away, but, like, that's only, say, you know, you're coming out of the greenhouse. You don't necessarily have full orientation yet. At least Dilly doesn't. So if you're coming out of the greenhouse, you can see kind of off to your left... Past the houses is a tree line, but most of the rest of this is sort of, like, open plain, more grasslands. Do we still see the riage? Oh, yeah, you can still see the riage. Okay. Because you came out in the foothills, like,
1: you're not... Right, okay. Dilly, who still has that gravity nullifier on, is holding on to Manta Ray, just as an anchor. Mm-hmm. art are we going to try to talk to
0: these people, or should we just leave, or...?
2: Oh, yeah, no, you're right, Dilly. Hey, you guys! Um. So we climbed up.
0: It's talking.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm talking. Yeah. Um. <laughs> my name's Nix. Um. I'm with the uh, Benevolent Society of Travelers. With me is Dilly here, and uh, uh code names, <clears throat> code names, Bork, um, and uh, <laughs> um, Baby Pack, and uh, yeah, and uh, Vlad. And the pod, and uh, we don't know uh, where we are. So, where are we?
0: So, as you're saying that, you say Vlad and the pod, and Dan, you hear the name Vlad. You may have stepped outside just to see what the commotion was about. Yes, yes. Yeah, so what are the buildings uh, like around here? So, mostly residential, like this area. Like, you were probably. Like the inn, like this is a small town. So, like, Mm -hmm. inn versus residential versus, I mean, basically the only thing that they don't have right in the center in town is they do have a tanner. So they're kind of to the outskirts because their place smells bad. And so it's mostly like residential. There's a few of these buildings that are sort of two story, but most of them are single story, you know, homes that look like they'd been built specifically by the family who lived there. Like, so there wasn't necessarily like a dedicated building group here got it got it all right so yeah whichever building would be the i guess the local
3: inn or whatever passes for uh you know i guess they, they don't get a lot of travelers around here but wherever whichever building they would they would have set up a, a friendly traveler a, a window uh will open and out from that window peaks a man he's of indistinct age definitely not young maybe not old with a tall lithe lean build a handsome if a little, maybe too sharp face with almost golden vulpine eyes, and red hair with marks of just a touch of white around the temples. And he is dressed in colorful, rather very noticeable clothing that is just a little bit too loose on his otherwise lean frame. And he leans out and just leans his whole half, first half of his body out, kind of like looking around not even trying to be subtle like he is there's a lot of color and a lot of movement happening here so whoever's around who will notice it's a banging of a window was like did i hear that name did i there he is that's him that's it keep keep him keep him right there i'll be i'll be right back and the windows uh slam closed again oh shit <laughs> And uh, yeah, and, uh, and a few moments later, out from you know the the, the nearest door—actually, no, 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 no nearest door—the window opens again, and it is once again this individual who is now uh, has a drape, a sort of patchwork cape around himself, uh, swirling it. Goes like, "Be right there!" and just literally leaps out the window, kind of does a little bit of a you know fall, tumble, roll, and rises up, brushes away his hair, straightens his cape again, and goes like. Ah well, thank you all. Uh, speaking to the townspeople, uh, and especially whoever's holding that weapon, pointing at the group. Thank you for keeping the town and, of course, uh, ourselves all safe. But that one over there—that's that, who I told you I was coming to see. And uh, and there he is. There he is. Just as I expected. Uh, he says while well, pointing at, uh, directly at Vlad.
0: So Vlad is just standing there with this flat expression on his face. With the exception, he's got like one twitch in his cheek and he just you hear him once again whisper under his breath ah, damn it! and the rest of the townsfolk are looking around confused for giggles though Dan yeah can you give me a six some sort of might roll for your jumping down <laughs> smoothly <laughs> sure let's let's do this that is a 14 okay perfect so happens exactly as you said yes And Vlad kind of like looks at. Vlad is basically like fixated staring at this new figure. And what did the rest of you guys do? The townspeople, like the mother is still holding up the bow, but she is looking a little confused. And the father just looks like full on confused. Like he's still holding the club, but he's got it lowered.
2: So Nyx definitely has a look of like, oh, Vlad on her (laughs) face. But she positions herself kind of subtly, but. Definitely in between the armed pair and the
1: rest of the group. Mm-hmm. Vlad? Know this guy? Well, unless Vlad
3: is offering further uh, explanation, the individual is approaching the group in a, f- a friendly, open, like he's casual. He's like greeting old friends. But he's actually kind of like moving also a little bit to kind of get in between the uh, the people that are armed and the group. But much less obviously than Stace. It's more of like a casual, like, saunter
1: over that just happens to end with him blocking line of sight. Before your character gets there, Dilly's going to yeah. quickly ask, guardian or no? Unfortunately, yes. Excellent.
4: I think Jack is just going to look at Vlad and be like, and I'm the problem.
2: i Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, shit.
0: As this figure approaches, like, the woman starts lowering her bow a little bit kind of confused, and the innkeeper comes running out of the inn behind. You can see that the inn itself, it has like this one sign on it that says Willem's Tavern, but you can see that that has been covered up with another more shoddy sign that just says the girded loin.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Gotta gird them loins. Uh
0: (laughs) They come running out, and Dan, your character would recognize this is the innkeeper, and also apparently, for as much as they need one, the headman of the village. Mm. You know that his name is Merritt. Merritt, and so he comes running out and says, "What? What's going on?" And then he turns to Dan's character and says, "You know these people? What were they doing in the greenhouse? Do I do I know them? I- Why is she glowing?" long story, which I will
3: gladly tell over a round of drinks, round of drinks, all on him, he says as he's walking over towards uh, you know, casually taps Vlad on the shoulder. All on him, of course. But I will, I will tell every one of you the entire story of just how I came to know each and every one of these exceptional individuals. Tonight, though, of course, first, look at them, look at them, they're tired. They've been on the road. They show the weariness of travel deep in their bones. You can all see it, right? Right. So... Why don't we just let them arrive, get rested, get settled, and uh, I promise you, by tonight, you all will remember this moment as the greatest moment of possibly your entire week. Mm, Okay, so give me a social roll of nine. Can do. So I am specialized in all tasks involving positive or pleasant social interaction. So that would make it a three, I believe, for me. Yep. All right. And that is a 15. No, I'm not going to use uh, anything else because that actually was a high roll,
0: so I'm good. But yeah, that's a 15. Okay, cool. So the crowd starts relaxing quite a bit. One of the kids comes out of the house, the house where she was originally saying, where the parents initially came out. So I'm like, what's that? And she points over at the floating pod there. Yeah.
2: Uh. So that's a stasis pod. It has a um one of our friends who is who is kind of not well resting inside so yeah basically
4: like a floating bed and a jade egg, jade egg that's gonna hatch and kill us all it's fine
2: baby pet. Just... baby pack, baby pack. Ch-
0: okay so Nick's. this is gonna be a social role for you hell yeah and because you're trying not to alarm people but you are gonna be hindered from what cha-cha just said <laughs> so it will be a they're still... Well, no, they got calmed down a little bit by Dan's character. So it's going to be a 9 to start. You're specialized, but cha hindering you. So that'll be a 3.
2: 6, right? Nat 20, though. So it's moot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, then yeah. it's
0: irrelevant. <laughs> she just kind of nods and like looks at it thoughtfully. What would you propose as a major effect?
2: Ooh, a major effect in this situation. Hmm. Persuasion... We're friendly. They like us. I would like for this community to, unless I guess we burn the place down, which is never out of the question, fulfill like the, any sort of traveler type requests that we might have for like gear or equipment or food during our visit. Not like any gear, but you know what I'm saying, Daniel. If I was yeah. like, yo, I could use that bow. I'd be like, here's my bow.
0: So like they would give it to they would offer to give it to you or like do a very cheap trade. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that sounds good to me. So the crowd starts dispersing. Some of them are already heading to the tavern because they are curious because there's a round of drinks coming. You notice that of the parents, the father kind of like looks forlornly at the tavern for a moment and then turns and starts kind of like directing his daughter back to bed. The mother, she's just on her way (laughs) to the tavern. Like she's already across the street by the time (laughs) that happens. It's daddy's night to take care of the kiddo.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> as
3: the crowds start dispersing, the individual uh, once again turns around now, properly facing the, uh, the, the group. And first arrests Vlad, going, I, I, I would have, uh, you know, of course, paid for it myself. But our mutual friends uh, were very clear that all costs incurred in this mission would be taken care of by them. And by them, I mean, of course, you as the ranking member. Right. Thanks, and then he just turns to uh, to Dilly, Cha Cha, and Nicks, and sketches a a deep of bow. He goes like, Zacharyl, please just call me Zach. At your service, and glad to meet each and every one of uh, you, whoever you are."
1: Hello, I am Pork, but I'm actually Dilly. Hi, nice to meet you.
0: Blod is like his eyes are like rolling back in his head. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh nice to meet you too zach so what's uh what's your deal like what do you do for the guardians why are you here
0: before you answer zach mm-hmm. this one and he points at cha-cha is a contractor hey well well met uh that's
3: he kind of uh, uh leans over towards cha-cha just slightly and goes like makes two of us <laughs> and uh, and then turns back to the rest of the group and goes like ah, of course i'm Also, a a contractor possessed of certain uh, very specific skills. You could call me even a troubleshooter, except I don't really uh, care for guns. I'm I'm more of a people person, really. But I I work with uh, our mutual friends to to fulfill certain requests, which uh, in this case involve everybody's mutual friend. Don't we all love Vlad? Don't we all just love Vlad? We should probably find a private place in which we can discuss. Just how much we like
0: them. Do they have any other rooms at the inn?
3: In fact, we've, if we want to, uh, we can go down the side entrance to the inn. And by the side entrance, I mean the, the window. Actually, no, we should probably take the front door. The window leads to, of course, my room. And there's, there's one other room. kind of looks at all. The five people, the pot and everything. Like, yes, I'm sure you can make it work. And <laughs> <laughs> he turns around and starts trotting back towards the inn.
0: This guy's got a lot of
3: energy. Wow.
0: He <laughs> yeah, always does. You... I'm not gonna lie to you, Dilly, you don't get used to it. Come on, let's see what we can do about a room. Yeah. Why do you see some dour about it? It seems like fun. First little bit of fun we've had in a while, it feels like. I'm not fun enough for you, Dilly. <laughs> I surprised you know the word. Oh snap. He just stares at you for a second, Dilly, and
1: then he starts walking towards the end. Dilly turns to the Nixon Chacha's like, Am I wrong?
4: But you said it to his face. Remember, we'd say these things behind his back, but loud enough so he can hear. That seems mean. I thought that's what we did, because we've done it like three to four times.
1: That doesn't make it less mean. Come on, Manta Ray, follow the colorful cloak. (laughs) Dilly starts walking forward with this Manta Ray. No, no, Dilly still has his gravity nullified, so he's just
0: holding on to Manta Ray. (laughs) Ray. (laughs) Oh, yes, it's pulling it. Okay, yeah, awesome. So, yeah, you're you're being pulled along like you were a merman. (laughs) To a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly like yeah, that.
2: Yeah, just like that. Yeah.
0: That is how more people work, yes.
2: It's extremely relatable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we've all had that dream.
2: Right? Uh...
0: <laughs> so, you guys are going over, and because Nyx is glowing, there is a lot of, like, even though the crowd has calmed down, there's a lot of, like, wary glances being made in her direction. Even though Dilly being pulled along in the air by a manta ray and this huge pod should be plenty to to, uh, occupy their attention. But they all seem to be nervously watching.
2: And I want to say, too, like, you know, Nick's got a new shirt and then (laughs) she has multiple holes in that shirt. Mm -hmm. And so the light is definitely glowing through the stab holes in her shirt as well. Mm -hmm.
0: So you guys reach this in. It's pretty small. Like, there's a bar, like, this town is, like, crowded in here, so right now it's, like, standing room only because they're all promised a round of drinks, which Vlad is now talking to the innkeeper about. And the innkeeper is, like, frantically pouring drinks a little bit later, and his husband comes out and starts helping him get the drinks going because there's, like, it just takes too long. And they're willing to, you know, rent out the other room for you. Guys, Vlad negotiates that deal, whatever it is. And he hands the innkeeper something in his hand. So presumably shins. You see a glint of metal, but you don't see how many shins it is. And Alad says, we've got our room settled. You guys can grab a drink, but otherwise we should go to the room, chat with Zach, and then let him get back down here to tell the story he promised.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to grab a drink. Dilly? Cha-cha? Orc, Yeah, Click can you grab me something? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll just get a picture. I'll just get a picture. Yes. So
1: And garlic bread. Oh,
2: yeah. I'll inquire, Dilly. (laughs) I'll inquire. And then, uh, (laughs) yeah, she goes over to the bartender and inquires after a pitcher of their finest ale and garlic bread. What's garlic? Well, that definitely depends on where you're from. So, uh, yo, Bork. Yeah. What do you mean by garlic? Like, what is that like to you? Like, what is...
1: Um, you know those spicy little things that come out of Colossos? You mean like beets? Not as
0: pale, but yes. All right, well, I got some purple beets here. That's what we got. I could put beets on your bread. <sighs> Why purple.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: All right. Like, one of them, like, you could see them, like, just pull out this huge vegetable that's clearly a, just like a beet, like we think of it. They chop it to pieces, put the slices on a piece of bread, and hand it to Nick to take over to you.
2: Nyx takes the, the tray, I assume. There's like a tray with cups, the pitcher, the bread. And she is like, yeah, uh, put it on uh, that guy's tab, alright? And she points in, in Vlad's direction and heads up the stairs, which is where I presume the room is. Upstairs. Okay.
0: The room is it's pretty cramped, to be honest. With the pod and with Manta Ray and things like that. I mean, it's probably a great amount of space for one person, but for the group of you, you're going to be, there's definitely not enough room on the bed. And when you put out bed rolls and things like that, you're going to be just like on the edge of accidentally rolling over each other. For the time being, Dilly is going to sit on the ceiling. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Okay. So Zach, you can hear the commotion downstairs, and then you hear them going into this room.
3: A few minutes to kind of settle in. And then there's a, they knock at the door. Hello, is, is everyone decent?
4: Define decent. Yeah.
2: Uh, we are clothed, yes.
3: <laughs> Close enough. And uh, yeah, he'll uh, he'll either he'll open the door if it's unlocked, or otherwise we'll, we'll wait for it to be opened, and then step inside. Well, here we all are. It's lovely to meet each and every one of you. You, you three, you lot, he says, uh, pointing at Dilly, and, and the rest of the team, you lot are the ones that uh, are supposed to... Stay to the side roads, uh, if you will. Kind of uh, avoid certain uh, large cities. Yes, I've, I've heard that.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. We are uh, me particularly, but yeah, in general, super wanted throughout Navarinia.
3: Nicely done, nicely done. And then uh, his eyes turn
0: towards that pod. What is in there, by the way? It's race, and apparently a jade egg. Now
4: it's going to hatch.
0: Race. Wait, is that is that, is that some kind of uh,
3: coffin, uh, perhaps? Is he alive in there?
0: Yeah, he's in stasis. Probably better this way. He had one of his episodes. Well,
3: I suppose I owe a couple of people money now. Uh, I mean, impressive as well uh, that he is, uh, in fact, Ill alive. So I will be actually quite pleased to hear that. Really? He seemed uh, very pleased that race was assigned to you. In fact, apparently uh, had... Uh, quite a bit of faith that uh, you would be able to keep him alive. And look at you. There he is alive in a box. Well, in any case, uh, it's, it's, it's it's lovely to meet each and every one of you. I suppose uh, you all uh, are wondering um, what's going on. And, Fair question, fair question. Before we get to that, I've got a hungry crowd downstairs. So I'm going to need a little bit of uh, background material to craft my story here. Why are you glowing?
2: Oh, yeah. It was dark, so I used a cipher. This will, This is going to wear off in like 20 minutes.
3: Got it, got it, got it. And uh, looks up to the ceiling to, to
1: spot Dilly. Right, that, that. What's uh, What's that all about? Um, I'm not very good at climbing but I'm good at making things that climb for me. So here I am. Isn't that just the dream though? We don't have to do anything. We have things that do it all for us.
3: I appreciate that.
2: Before we get like too far, Zach. Yeah, yes. I just want to make sure that your story doesn't like stray too close to the truth. Because again, super oh, wanted. No, of course, course. course. not no, yeah. always. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. The, the duly noted, duly noted. And turns to cha. And you.
4: I've become a god and I'm here too. Save the world.
3: <laughs> Got it. Duly noted. Okay. Okay. I can work with this. I can work with this. Perfect. Right. That's established. Uh, we'll, we'll be downstairs very shortly. But, and then he focuses the entirety of his attention. He, he's a, he is a lot. Like, whenever he's like looking at someone, it's like, it's like you have multiple people looking at you. Just, there's just a lot there whenever he, like you know, turns his full attention on somebody. Now he turns that attention towards Vlad and goes, let me see here, and uh pulls out a single shin and kind of starts like, you know, playing with it on, on his fingers he goes like My money is that you were headed towards a place called oh what's what's I had written around here. Ah right, right, right. Uh I believe, is the uh the name. Am I wrong?
0: You're not wrong. That's where we came from. Oh, you went already. But that wasn't where I planned to go. Not sure how you do that we've been there. Well,
3: uh, you know me. I know things, but ah, uh, hmm, so so you made it
2: there without any major incident? Nick's looks down at the holes in her shirt where she got <laughs> <and> impaled twice.
0: Vlad <laughs> looks at Nick's, follows the gaze, and then turns back and says, "Nothing major." Uh-huh. So no, uh, kind
3: of looks around as if they were in public. Kind of like leans in conspiratorially. No Aeon priests? No, no way on priests yet. Yet is the operative word. Uh, You understand now why I'm here, yes? Yeah.
2: You're an Aeon priest, or? No. (laughs) Although, that's a good one.
3: I should try that one of these days. No, no, I'm afraid, ah, well, the uh, the organization, and he kind of looks at Cha-Cha, she does know the name, right? She knows the name. Okay, good. Until the Guardians, well, they got information that there were perhaps some officials within the Amber Papacy in the uh, area, if you will. Kind of looks at Vlad for a moment, and there's, for the first time, a moment of hesitation as he kind of pauses and, and weighs his words a bit. But let's just say that is a uh, a concern uh, where our dear Vlad is involved. Who is it? Well, uh, I suppose um, Bishop Tanius, I believe it's a name you know. Oh God. Mm -hmm. And so they were just a little concerned when they found out that, well, they were in the area, you were in the area, and I guess they thought that perhaps you, yes, even you, could use a little help from a specialist. I can handle myself, Zach. Of course. I mean, no doubt about that, but look at you. You, I've I've not seen you in charge of this many people since, well, since last time, really, And, and back then it was what? Two, maybe three. This is four in a box. So uh, it's just—it's a lot to handle, and especially when it comes. Look, look—you're great. You're a great guy. He's a great guy, right? He's a great. Look, I'm a. T- we and I—we go way back. We go way back, and let me tell you, when it comes to Vlad here, sure. Look, he's—he's he's grumpy, right? He's—he's—he's he's, he's rough. He—he he puts that off, but when you get to know him, and you spend time with him, like I have, you know that deep. Deep, 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 deep. Have any of you studied geology, by the way? Do you know? No? All right. I'll just, let's assume 20 more deeps or so. There lies the soul of an artist. And then after that, it's pretty much just grump all the way down. But it's in there. It's in there.
2: Okay. So, like, how long did it take you to realize that? Like, how long does it take? Because...
3: Well, I have a bit of a, a gift for people, that, as is obvious. Of course, you know, perhaps it was a, a little bit shorter than it would take most people. I, uh, you know, he says I wore him down. I say I clearly won him over. Yep, tomato, tomato. <laughs> but I- in the end, trust me, he's
1: he's a good egg. He's a good egg. He, don't, don't let him know I said that. In any case. Up on the ceiling, Dilly is hiding his face, but like humorous and blushing colors are just like, exploding around his head as he tries to, like, hold in a
0: laugh the whole time.
2: Nyx will look at, like, side-eye look at Vlad to see what his reaction to all this is.
0: So, he's been rolling his eyes most of the time that Zack has been talking. Give me a social roll, though, of 15, Stace. So,
2: nine for old Nyx. Eleven.
0: Vlad's face went from rolling eyes to... Actually, irritated, almost like a face of like warning at Zach. Zach probably saw it. Whether yeah. Zach chose to do anything about it is is different. When Zach said "soul of an artist,"
1: <laughs> All right. uh, so so, I'm sorry. so, Aeon priests are possibly in the area. Mm-hmm. How dangerous are they? Just because I haven't really interacted with them, I see them occasionally on the streets of Dramond, but that's they never seemed. Anything more than just kind of polite, a little quiet? How bad is it that there is a priest in the area for us? For you, probably not bad at all.
3: Uh, but I'm afraid the company you're keeping, unfortunately, uh, with, with the bishop in town. Uh, well, not in town, but you know what I mean. Uh, it could get iffy. I'm not at really liberty to discuss. I mean, I am at liberty to discuss. But also, he's standing right there. You are standing right there, by the way. He's, he's right there. I'd, I'd rather not. Let's just say it's it's a personal matter, which he could choose to share if he wanted to. I suspect he won't, but maybe uh, maybe with a few drinks. Speaking of which, we should probably get downstairs before things get ugly.
2: Sure. Yeah. But definitely on board with avoiding Aeon Priest. They are like such squares, you know? And really, I kind of question like, their whole organization? Does it doesn't seem like they're actually telling the truth? You know, I I kind of want to know what they're up to, but I don't want to talk to any of them. So I guess it'll stay a mystery. Let's go. All right. Nyx will drain this pitcher if there's a, whatever's left at
0: this point. Vlad mm-hmm. will motion to the rest of you, like, go with him. I need some time to think.
1: Okay. I mean, like...
0: Manta, do you want to stay in
1: here or do you want to come down around people
0: uh,
1: is that an insight check to know what the hell that meant
0: I think you would know Manta well enough now to know that you probably he probably doesn't want to leave the room there's too many people downstairs
1: alright cool you just stare right here buddy and then Dilly I guess grabs uh, Nix's collar onward <laughs> Dilly's still floating
2: just give me a few minutes to finish this uh d- Dilly I'll catch
0: up you need oh okay
2: she says, okay. with a small break from just drinking the pitcher.
0: Nice. So, Nix, as you finish it, and as you guys are heading out, the last thing that you see before the door closes is Vlad petting manta ray in the corner while he's...
2: Nix is Aww. staying behind. I'm sorry if I didn't make that for a few minutes with Vlad.
0: Oh, okay, okay. So everybody's leaving yeah. except Nix, and I assume Ray okay. stays in this spot.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we pull him out yeah. for the party. We- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Weekend at races.
2: (laughs) Get up, loser. (laughs) We're going downstairs. That sounds like us, actually. Exactly.
0: One thing too that I'll say, Zach, Mm -hmm. you notice as you're walking out of the room. You didn't necessarily notice it right away. Is there's sort of like an oily smear on part of the glass on the inside, almost like somebody pressed their face up against the glass temporarily at some point. Uh... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Got it. Got it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So let's resolve really quickly what Nix is doing with Vlad.
2: Yeah, so once the door shuts, she uh, stops drinking from the jug, wipes her mouth, looks in Vlad and says, So, didn't we encounter an Anne priest? Isn't Lachlan an Anne priest?
0: No, she was never a member of the priesthood. All right, cool. But the bishop is the person that I reported to while I was embedded in the Anne priesthood. Got it. It would be bad if he was to figure out that I'm still alive.
2: All right. Well, uh, we are traveling together, so I will do my best to keep that from, from happening. And she doesn't look happy about it.
0: Thanks, Nix. Go ahead and go down and enjoy the show. She goes down. And he just like sits there staring at the wall while he slowly strokes Manta Ray along its back. Okay. So now, Zach, the rest of you are getting down to the inn as... Zach enters. There's a cheer up from all these people that are like partway through their beers. As we're
3: going down, Zach, the rest of you kind of notice that he's doing kind of like a a bit of vocal exercises. He's like, um, um, you know, kind of like doing that. That's effectively me activating. uh, That's intellect, right? Yes. So that would cost me two intellect points, which I will spend. Activating intense interaction, which gives me a asset on intimidating, persuading and influencing people for 10 minutes. Ooh, ooh. nice okay so be, be setting that up as the cheer comes up uh, as that kind of like flares his cape out and brings his arms up and he's consummate showman you know good people of this town anybody sharp enough probably knows that he moment just straight up forgot the name of the town this place is tiny he probably hasn't you know he probably hasn't even asked about it good People of this town, thank you. I can see you all have your drinks. Great. Great welcome, one and all. And I want you all to meet my dear friends. But before I introduce them, please sit down and prepare to listen to a tale or a tale of wonder. A tale that you won't want to believe, but you will. You will. And he basically... So it's so not to take over the, the, the next <laughs> the entire next 30 minutes uh, performing <laughs> it all out. Uh, he is going to effectively tell a story based on, on some of the rumors that he's heard specifically. He's been hearing in his travels uh, that, you know, some complaints about the, the lovely dead, which is you know sort of a spectral woman that has been appearing in different parts of the steadfast. And he starts telling a little bit of that story about travelers encountering this dangerous, figure in the night on the side of the road. And as they approach this lone woman, there are screams and then she disappears and nobody knows who it is. All the stories uh, vary for some say that she is tall. Some say that she is short. Some say that her screams go on for hours while others say that they only last a few minutes. But these travelers... These travelers have not only met beings like this, but they have, and he motions to Cha-Cha, they have in fact inherited art of godhood from these spirits. They have in fact, and he points to Samson, broken the bonds of gravity itself when they found and faced The dark terrors of the night. They have, in fact, he says, probably around the time that Stace is making her way down the stairs. They have, in fact, and he, he motions just in time for Nyx to appear and says they have, in fact, become more than they ever were before. The kind of heroism that glows from deep inside and can only be seen by those daring enough to travel the expanse of the steadfast now come let us drink to these heroes
0: everybody raises their glasses and cheers you've got an asset let's make you (laughs) roll for fun yeah (laughs) so with your asset it's a six and then i think you have some other stuff too
3: would this once again involve uh you know positive or pleasant social interaction because if it does this is basically a gimme
0: yeah um yep I mean, I can roll to see what happens anyway, but... No, no, no. If you've got a gimme, don't roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
2: could get a 20. You could get a 19. I could.
0: You could also get oh, a no. 1. I could also get a 1.
3: You know what? I'm, it's early on in the game that I'm, I'm just going to kind of take the gimme. <laughs> okay.
0: Cha-Cha, this is a really riveting performance. Like, yeah, there's, like, the the details about it, but Cha-Cha, you are, first and foremost, you know, your abilities aside, Barrel nano that you are, but like at your heart, you are a performer and game recognized game.
4: I think she's super jealous and very confused why everybody likes Zach. Wait, what? This is how it's supposed to go?
0: (laughs) People aren't (laughs) supposed to to just be immediately run. What?
2: Yeah,
0: Yeah, everybody's cheering. Somebody actually brings Zach over a drink. Probably also bought off of Vlad's tab without him knowing, but. It's another townsperson bringing over a drink, and people are sort of cheering. They're still keeping their distance from Nick's a bit, but everybody else is fine. There's a few people like coming, kind of mingling around. It's once again, it's very cramped in here because this inn isn't designed to hold almost the entirety of the town in it. So, Cha Cha in particular, you're seeing a lot of like people's like stomachs and belts, and Dilly, you're getting just a little bit higher. Well, no, you're, you're floating. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, as people come by, they keep accidentally jostling you, and then you end up like sliding farther than you <laughs> expect until you bump into another person. I feel like Dilly has, once everyone's like nice and
1: liquored up, has become kind of the beach ball <laughs> you see at concerts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 At first it was fun, but now Dilly is getting a little sick.
3: Yeah. Zach, going to be, you know, as, as these interactions kind of happen, he's he's very much like working the crowd and doing his coastal whole charming thing but he is very much keeping an eye on, on the three of them not in a suspicious way but in a, a sort of like make sure they're okay kind of way because he knows he's social he has no idea if like any of these people are are going to freak out if they you know if they get like mobbed by by adoring fans he's used to that of course but <laughs> uh so yeah he's he kind of like keeps an eye on like Lily and Nix and everybody make sure that like everybody kind of looks okay nobody's like been trapped into a corner by curious villagers
0: or anything like that they all seem to be kind of, you know, for the most part, you're keeping a track on it. Although I will say, Nyx, you feel a tug on your right pant leg.
2: He looks over, then down. Okay.
0: There is what looks to be like an 11-year-old boy standing there. And he looks up at you and says, you're not going to eat us, are you?
2: No, yeah. No, I already ate, so.
0: My mommy says that the angels are monsters. We should stay away from them, and they look just like you.
2: Oh yeah, maybe I'm not an angel though. I uh, I just used a, a little device that I found that made me glow for like a little while. It's gonna go away soon, yeah.
0: Oh, he seems to ponder that for a moment. I guess that's okay. I'm I'm scared of the angels.
2: Yo, what's up with the angels? Have you ever like seen one?
0: Oh, my friends did. They're not around anymore.
2: The your your friend? Yeah. Yeah.
0: They didn't listen. They chased after one of the angels and never came back.
2: Ninth World's a rough place, for sure. So when was the last time that you saw these angels?
0: Oh, for me, it's been at least a week. But supposedly, they come around most nights.
2: So, would Nyx have heard any sorts of rumors in, you know, her almost decade of traveling about glowing angels?
0: I would say this, Nix, you know of multiple things that could be like that. Glowing humanoids, that's not necessarily uncommon. You don't necessarily have to roll for that. I mean, don't get me wrong, somebody in a small town is going to be freaked out by that. But I think that even if I gave you a roll, like, the likelihood that you could figure out like exactly what it was from that is highly unlikely. But glowing humanoids, like maybe an out human maybe a trans-dimensional entity, you're not sure.
2: Got it. All right. Yeah. What direction do they uh, come from and in which direction do
0: they go? They come from the old town in the woods.
2: All right. Yeah. Uh, Might go check that out and see if we can figure out these angels. If we have, you know, room in our schedule. I'm an adventurer, you know.
0: The kid looks up at you. The kid's eyes immediately start watering and like, oh, don't do that. Please don't do that. Why not? I don't want anyone else to die.
2: Oh, yeah. Me either. Honestly. But like... It's kind of what we do. That's what our group is. You just heard the story. We're big heroes, you know?
0: And you hear a woman's voice from across the bar say, Jackson, you're supposed to be in bed. And the kid looks up at you and says, sorry, I got to go. And then he pulls up a glass and you realize it's full of ale. Ex- and he finishes <laughs> guzzling it down and then runs off out of the tavern.
2: Nix is holding the glass somehow after he runs away.
0: That's a good kid. That's a good yeah. kid.
2: Well behaved.
0: So is there anything else you guys want to do before the crowd disperses?
2: I just want to say Nix is mingling. She's doing her thing where she talks to everybody, gathers rumors and such.
0: Okay. What about Cha-Cha?
4: I think she's making sure her hands are in her pockets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. We will not
4: have accidents. Unless you give us XP.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. <laughs>
1: oh. We'll see. All right. At some point, Dilly comes crashing down onto a table. <laughs>
2: And at that moment, Nick's dims. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So just Wilhelm scream into a table. Okay. So if nobody else wants to do anything else, I think you guys can go to sleep for the night. I'm making recovery rolls. Roll to one. You're not doing anything else in the evening. You wake up in the morning. I'm assuming you guys are reconvening for breakfast of some sort. Um, I will say this, Nick's anything the indian can serve is going to be totally unsatisfying to you, and it's going to taste like ash in your mouth.
2: Nick tries to pretend to eat, it, and she's just like sticking her tongue out, wiping it off with her napkin.
3: Okay, let's stop. <laughs> yes, Zach would show up late to breakfast. He's he's many things, but a morning person is not one of them.
0: Yeah. So, and Vlad is, of course, like as you walk in, like Vlad looks at you, and like for a moment, floating above his head, you see sort of iconography of a ticket clock, and he motions you to the table.
3: Yes, yeah, makes his way over and just settles onto a seat. He's, he's much less sort of bombastic uh, this early in the morning. He's like, you know, wraps a cup of whatever passes for a coffee-like beverage in this town. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of nursing, like, mm, so I suppose everybody slept. Well, we're good. We're good to go. Yeah. Um. What's the plan? Like, I try not to. Oh. <laughs> I, try, I try not to think that Far ahead. My mission is basically complete. I've found Vlad. Warned him of the danger ahead. But I figure, well, since we're all here, and I can tell you've had a journey. And, well, I has been so long since I've spent time with Vlad. Uh, I suppose I can can tag along a bit. I don't have a set schedule quite yet.
2: Yeah, well, I, uh... While we're here, I think we got to check out this angel situation, guys. Like, that, whatever mm. they are is terrorizing this village.
3: Yeah, they've been going on about that since I got here yesterday. I mean, they, they think I can't hear, but yeah, they, they keep mumbling about the angels here and angels that.
2: Oh, we kill the angels? What are
3: angels? I, I, I certainly don't know. Don't believe in them myself.
2: I am, like, not sure what they mean by angels, Dilly. All I really got out of them yesterday was, like, glowing humanoids who, like, take children. So we kill them. Yeah.
0: Oh. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, we'll play it by ear, Chacha.
0: Oh, yeah. That's, that's Cha-Cha. Somebody's hurting children. I mean,
4: they, 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 there's no ear. We
2: just have to go find them and kill them all. It's fine.
0: He's very direct.
2: I mean, yeah, it's one potential solution for sure, yeah. So, guess they're at the old town in the
1: woods. Have you been there, Zach? No, 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 no. I, I came right down the road. Hmm. You know how far away this old town is, next? I mean, in the woods, obviously, but, like, how far into the woods?
2: No, I didn't get a uh, distance or direction, I think we'll have to ask. Is the bartender serving? Like, someone must be here serving.
0: Yeah, it's the same person, headman of the town. He's looking very tired, but he's happy. Like, he had... Business going late into the night.
2: So, yeah, Nix will sit back in her chair and be like, uh, ex- excuse me. Um, we were thinking about, like, addressing your angel problem. And we were just wondering where Old Town is.
0: Oh, well, I have to say I'm a little conflicted. On the one hand, I I don't like seeing people throw away their lives for no purpose. But certainly any help would be Old Town is... This town, Willem's Foe, has been here for close to 100 years. It's here. There was originally another town before that. Nobody really remembers its name, and the woods grew up around it. We initially tried to—the early settlers initially tried to make use of some of the existing structures there, tried to settle there, and it became too dangerous. And then a few years ago, the angels started showing up. And— what what do the angels do?
1: Do they just come in the night, kidnap whoever's walking around, and then
0: disappear? If you encounter them, it's very dangerous. I don't know. There doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to it. They prefer to come out at night, but we don't know why. And they, they'll attack just anybody anywhere? Like, even if they're in their homes, or what? We don't understand the logic of it. Sometimes they'll show up at somebody's home. Sometimes they'll just be wandering the roads. Sometimes they attack somebody. Sometimes they don't. And is this the same
1: Lovely Dead that you mentioned, Zach, last night? Or was that just a doubtful? I mean, it's that's all just
3: some reason rumors I've heard on the way. I've, I've hardly seen her myself. Hmm. It sounds terrifying, frankly.
1: Is the Lovely Dead kind of like a local kind of cryptid, like something that Dillion Nix would have heard in like the city?
2: Do you want to know my theory, Samson? Go for it. Nix's mom.
1: Ooh. Oh. Ooh. I like that. Yeah. Dilly is still going to ask the question if the lovely dead is a cryptid that the city kids would have heard about. This is Samson asking Dan if Dilly and Nix would have heard about it.
0: No, you guys would not have heard about it. Okay.
2: I kind of feel like Nix would have an inkling, like she would have that perhaps suspicion.
0: I mean, you could ask Zach to see if he knows more details about it.
2: Oh, yeah. Good idea. Asking questions. (laughs) What can you tell us about the lovely dead? Like more what you've actually heard? Not like a story, but a true story. You know what I'm saying?
3: Uh, hmm. I mean, honestly, not much at all. I mean, people complain about her. She's a spectral, spectral woman. Uh, But then again, well, any random woman appearing in the middle of the night will be described as spectral or ghostly by anybody watching. And she just appears all over the steadfast. As far as I can tell, no specific... I'm a reason to wear. She shows up often in a nightgown, so that's that's where that comes from, I suppose. And apparently, it's a very pretty nightgown. <laughs> Screams and then goes away. Which you know, same sometimes. And you you haven't seen her, Zach? Oh God, no! She sounds terrifying,
2: <laughs> Dilly. I I think that I think that we've seen her.
1: Uh, we have.
2: Yeah, we are going to the society to figure out why the hell she's doing that.
1: Wait, what are you talking about? Oh oh, 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 shit. So
2: it sounds like it's bad. It sounds like it's frequent and it sounds like it's bad. So we should go, like, kick these angels' asses and then, like, get on the road. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but... Uh, Speedrun. Zach kind of mentioned that there's some Aeon priests and, like... Do we
4: need to kill them?
1: Well, here's the thing. Is it better just kind of, like, get out of this region and not have to deal with them? Because I I do want to help these people if we can, but if it takes too long are we going to get caught by this taint 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 guy bishop taint i mean um
2: what is the point though of being like trained amateurs such as ourselves and like not helping people you know what i'm saying like what's why are we what are we doing if we're not helping people we could always use them as meat shields it's fine we're going to keep that one in our pocket also chacha I'm the meat shield, okay? I'm a little offended that you would suggest. Well, like...
0: Blood chimes in and says, even the children, Cha-Cha?
4: No, not the children. I'm talking about the priests. If your cover is blown, they become meat
0: shields. Zach, you mm-hmm. said that they were in the area. Yes. And then you said Osmus. Why?
3: I mean, the, the, I mean, the, the information that I was given was that apparently they were headed to Osmus and uh, well... Given the fact that your route might coincide with them, there was concern that uh, you would run into one another without the help of somebody like me to smooth things over.
0: Vlad looks very pensive in this moment. He's just staring in deep thought, clearly weighing odds. Actually, probably the first time, Dilly, you've ever seen it. There's a part of Vlad that loses control of his illusions, and some illusions appear above his head. Somewhere that you do when you get absent-minded and you can see it's they're very faint but they're almost like maps visualizing like he's trying to figure out like how somebody might be traveling and how they might be moving through the area or the riage if they were trying to get to osmus
2: all right i have an idea guys it it's resembles a plan okay all right so we're gonna go to old town we're going to Take care of the angel problem. And then once we've helped the town, we will enlist them and like take them down into the tunnel and have them help us clear the cave in and be on our way, you know. For trades. Yeah. I think that's fair. Tradesies. Yeah. Okay.
4: Ooh, Dilly. Yeah. If the angels are fluffy, we can make Manta Ray an outfit.
1: Okay. I didn't know that was a problem we had, but okay.
4: Like, you know, knee pads for when you're riding.
1: Okay, so this would be for me.
4: Yeah. Cause... I'm sure Manta Ray would like it. You've got bony little knees.
0: Somewhere up in the room alone, <laughs> the camera zeroes in on Manta Ray, just going... <laughs> <laughs> Back down in the
1: end. It's not my fault I haven't had more a lot to eat. i been very malnourished these past two months.
2: All right. Zach, you're a talker, so I'll let you make the arrangements with the headman per the agreement I just mm-hmm. like outlined and I'm gonna go for a run aka Nix is gonna go find small animals to eat for breakfast <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> anybody else wanna do anything before Nix leaves I
4: think Chacha's gonna practice like doing like the little cape flares that she saw Zach doing with her own and she's just like Batman Ooh, in the streets
1: okay. Bruce Wayne in the Feelings. sheets <laughs> 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 Suddenly feeling self-conscious about his knees, <laughs> Dill is going to get a second portion of breakfast, bring it to a corner, and do a little tinkering. Oh, oh! You're doing always tinkering. Yes. Get another rando cipher. Yeah. yeah. Do I roll for this? I always forget.
0: No, you don't. Excellent. So you create an unstable cipher that is only works for you and is at a slightly lower level. It is a cell disrupting ray emitter. You project a ray of destructive energy up to two hundred feet that does three damage to creatures of living flesh. Next, give me some sort of hunting type roll. It's probably might base.
2: Okay, I don't think she really has anything for hunting specific. So,
0: Okay, so it's going to be a twelve.
2: Okay, my I'll spend my free level two.
0: That is a GM intrusion uh-huh. because you are a yeah.
2: Oh yes. yes.
0: Kids are going to see you eating things. I want to do this. You find an animal that looks like it would be good to eat. It's kind of about... It looks kind of rodent-like, but it's roughly, like, cat size, (laughs) Oh. Except that it has, like, a prickly tail. Like, just spines on its tail.
2: And she's so hungry, because nothing has tasted good since she arrived in this town. She just eats it.
0: So, you eat it. Because this is a GM intrusion. Next, roll me one D one hundred. Ooh
2: my. No, not a bad
0: mutation.
2: <laughs> I mean it's better than
4: the arch game saying.
2: <laughs> next you
3: turn inside out and explode.
4: da
2: Samson, can I borrow one of your characters?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I thought we agreed the next person everyone would play is Hubert the first. Twenty-nine. That's true. I made no
0: such cream. You could play Herb- Hubert the <gasps> second. Oh yes. Nix, you suddenly feel this painful sensation.
2: I said good.
0: As (laughs) your bones seem to be growing, and in your right and left arm, they start jutting out, like poking through your skin. Your skeletal structure is malformed. Just so you know, it's only a 28 hour deal, but anything you do with your arms is hindered for the next 28 hours.
2: Can it be rad looking, though, like spikes?
0: Yeah, it looks like spikes. It's like bone spurs that are protruding out of the skin. So like there's ragged wounds there, but the spurs themselves look badass.
2: So anything with her arms is hindered for 28 hours. Yep. But she looks awesome. And now there are more holes in her shirt. Okay. Yes. It's barely even a shirt anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Nick rips the sleeves off. <laughs>
0: this point, it's like a crop top.
2: Yeah. Yep. It's like those workout shirts <laughs> people make with the giant holes here for arms.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. So more mm-hmm. people can see your tattoos is basically.
2: Oh yeah. Looks awesome. Oh no, she's gonna have more mm-hmm. scars on her tattoos. Wait, that's kinda cool though. Here's actually. the question Could the tattoos like
4: continue onto the spikes and make it more awesome?
0: Mm-mm. I think if they were permanent, we might mm. do something like that, since they're temporary.
2: Can she break them off and use them as a
0: weapon? Only one way to find out. Uh,
2: nick's don't need no weapons.
0: <laughs> okay. So, nicks that's what's going on with you. Dilly's always tinkering. Cha-Cha was practicing her cape flares. Mm-hmm. Anything Zack wanted to do during this period of time?
3: I mean, if anything, if he notices uh, Cha-Cha practicing the, uh, the cape flares, he... He would at some point probably kind of uh, sidle up and then go, it's all in the wrist, like like this, like this. And uh, he, he's very generous with teaching how to do it.
4: Chatt- Chatt was going to accept the help and then just kind of turn to Zach and say, so how are you so noticeable when you're like clearly in colors that are easy to hide
3: it? Well, it's all in the personality, the voice. You see, it's not just about what you wear, but it's. But how you move, how you speak, how you present yourself to others and knowing what the person you're talking to wants to hear. That's that's the trick. And that only comes with experience. Hmm. I mean, either that or you just dazzle them with bullshit, which often works for me as well.
4: I've gotten better at bullshit. But like,
3: there you
0: go.
4: It usually ends up in like explosions and fire.
3: No, no, that's, that's, especially when while you're still getting the hang of it, uh, which is why I've gotten very good at getting out of the way when things
0: are exploding. Experience!
4: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's jazz hands with the experience.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Zach, one of the things you'll notice about Chacha as you interact with her, she's got this sort of thousand-yard stare all the time, and mm-hmm. there's something familiar and unsettling about it.
3: He pauses, kind of, like, looking at Chacha, like, curious, hmm... Like, have you ever thought of glasses? <laughs> I mean... No, I'm not saying. Lovely eyes. Lovely eyes. They've been staring at a spot over there for about the past ten minutes, though.
4: Well, yeah. It's because you, the horror over there is kind of giving you the finger.
3: Kind of looks in that direction. Sees,
0: sees nothing. <sighs> mm. And Cha-Cha, that horror looks a lot like a human with a pig's head but with long fingers that are like each finger has like five joints in it
4: oh man like that little uh, eye eye extra long finger and you're just like
0: <gasps> <gasps> yeah exactly except all the fingers are like that <laughs> <gasps> yeah. i'm very glad i don't
3: see this thing he looks off in, in that direction kind of nods himself looks back at him. see that's that's the thing People love to hear tales about horrors, things that make their spines tingle. But you've got to present it to them like a tale, a story, something that happened elsewhere. Because if you tell them there's a horror standing right beside them, well, yes, you'll get it. You'll get a response. But you won't necessarily be uh, considered entertaining or, or liked. You'll most likely just make people run away screaming,
0: which may be what you're going for. And Chacha, you notice at this point, like this pig man has kind of walked over and is stuffing its stout right next to Zach's ear.
4: So, in this situation, I should say, you know, in a faraway town, there might be a pig faced horror snuffling at certain people's ear. I'm not sure what's happening next.
3: That's a good start. There you go. You tell him the tale of the mysterious pig man that maybe. Beside you at any moment, sniffling at your ears, hanging out just out of sight. And they say, they, remember, they, very important group of people, they, because they can say all sorts of things. And if they ask you who they are, you say, well, people. But they say that late at night, if you walk alone, you might just hear the snuffling of the pig man. Ah, ah, people get that chill down their spine, and then they want to toss you a coin for a drink, because they want to hear more. If you tell them there's a pig man right beside them at the moment, sniffling or doing whatever it is, uh, they'll probably be less entertained
0: and more upset. It currently stretches its long fingers as if it's holding it over Zack's shoulder, like stretching, and they stretch, like, a good third of the way down his chest, and... The pig figure looks at you, twitches an ear, cha-cha, and says, he's looking for you. And then they fade away.
3: But thank goodness there's no such thing as mysterious pig men snuffling at you, though. It's ridiculous, (laughs) of course. Anyway, as I was saying, with the cape, it's all in the wrist. It's all in the wrist.
4: Right. right. I I think I have an appointment coming up. Mm -hmm. Also, probably wash your shirt. I don't know where he's been. And she just kind of, like, walks off down the street. (laughs)
3: That kind of, like, raises a figure. "Mm." And he turns around and goes back into the end to change out his shirt. He's not sure what just happened, but you know what? Sure. (laughs) Uh You don't get to be his age without knowing that sometimes you just have to change your shirt. Mm
2: -hmm. It's like when someone offers you a mint. If someone tells you to change your shirt, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you just accept it, roll with it. You better go change your shirt.
3: When a creepy little girl (laughs) tells you, uh, you know, certain things, sometimes just... (laughs) Experience, you learn. Yeah, <laughs> over the years, that uh, you know, sometimes it's just just don't ask questions, and you go and you change your shirt. And that's why Zach mm-hmm. is still alive, unlike yes. every yes. other
0: character yes. in a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> Nix, as you are coming back into town, as you're kind of jogging your way back, you see Vlad standing there at the edge of town, and he spots you and kind of gives you the little soft nod
2: next i'll walk over
0: he looks at you like male didn't agree with you
2: nah it was uh i had a spiked tail and now i got you know spiked arms so you live and you learn
0: oh that should go away at least
2: (laughs) and it is like bleeding right dan like this was (laughs) not like a like a seamless
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's all seams it was bleeding like there is scapped blood there but You were also eating the creature, so you were getting sustenance, so you didn't take any, like, effective damage. It's just that it looks really bad. I think you're right about the angels.
2: All right. Yeah.
0: We should help, and we should see what we can do. Next, I gotta tell you, though, I, I don't know if it's gonna be safe to go into Navarine if we don't have some kind of fast transport. I've been trying to figure out where we are, and the likelihood of running into a bounty hunter in Navarine is gonna be extremely high.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that this is Navarine, like based on my...
0: We're definitely still in Baymore.
2: Okay. All right. But yeah, you think Old Town's in Navarine?
0: No, I think Old Town's still here, but i concerned about how... I know it's very important for you to get to the Proving Ground. I'm just concerned about how we get there safely, considering how many people are probably looking for you guys at this point.
2: Yeah, that's why I think we gotta, like, we gotta clear that cave-in in in the tunnel and keep going underground, otherwise.
0: Yeah, well, at least we can see what kind of help we do here. Zach's more than just a loud mouth, he can help in different ways.
2: But chin up, Vlad, we might not even survive.
0: That's another problem solved. There you go. Are Nix and Vlad best friends? No.
2: getting that vibe.
1: (laughs) Best frenemies, for sure.
2: Nix, like, tries to awkwardly cross her arms and then realizes she has spikes, and she's like, ah! Well, I'll go get him then and uh, we'll head out.
0: Yeah. I'm going to stand here for a bit, take in the countryside. I need to think.
2: All right. Don't eat anything. Yeah. And she heads off towards the end.
0: So you guys reunite. And what are you doing?
1: Should I leave Manta Ray here? I feel like I should leave Manta Ray here for this one. Or should we be mobile and, like, take race and Mantaray with us? Or what What do you think?
4: Definitely shouldn't take the pod. I mean, that's just, like, asking for trouble. Like, what if the angels take the pod as a hostage? Then we have to have the moral dilemma on if we, like, race or not. Right.
1: Yes. Okay. Mantaray probably won't do well with these angels, whatever they are. So we go ask the innkeeper if he can feed Mantaray every now and then. until it will go off just to make those arrangements real quick.
0: Okay. So the innkeeper will agree to feed Manta Ray whatever he can like he's not sure what manta ray he's for that matter you're not sure either <laughs> <laughs> but the the innkeeper's willing to give it a shot like he says like yeah your uh buddy i think he said his name was glad he paid for everything so happy to do it excellent thank you all right guys what's the plan just go into old town and fuck
1: shit up or what
2: at this moment nix walks in spikes out what did you do ate something uh it'll go away Yo, Vlad is out here. Uh, we're ready to go to Old Town. If if you guys are, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so assuming that Zach is going along with them,
3: yes, yeah, Zach comes downstairs again around the time when they're saying, All right, we're ready to go." And he's like wearing a brand new shirt. Oh, right. Otherwise, though, he's uh, yeah, he's in his usual cape and everything. You do notice though that unlike before, where he was basically walking around unarmed, now that that he knows we're going somewhere, he's got like a small like knife and and like a little sort of guard thrower kind of, like, on his belt. But that seems to be the extent of his, you know, combat readiness.
0: So You guys reunite with Vlad, and you start walking in the direction that the innkeeper gave you for Old Town, And you're going through these trees, and it's not too bad. I mean, the undergrowth is a little thick. I mean, there's no paths or anything like that, or trails, but it's a little bit slow going as a result. But you guys are making okay progress. And one of the things you notice is that as you're walking... There's almost, like, a line where everything looks normal. And then you step across it, and it looks like you are standing in nighttime. Like, you see stars above the sky, no sunshine, where it was, like, high noon, like, even though you were underneath the tree line. And even if you step back out of it, you can see light. Like, you've crossed a barrier into night.
1: What the fuck? That's unusual. Can Dilly try an understanding
0: Numenera, like... Just vibe check this thing, basically? it's just a vibe check you're looking for, that would be a 12.
4: Kratia wants to assist.
0: And it is a cognitive task, so you're hindered. And two free levels of edge, or two free levels of effort.
4: does assisting. Okay.
0: And that, so 12, 9, 6, 15. It could be the influence of an artifact or some other piece of Numenera in the area.
1: Okay. So I guess for sure not a, quote, natural... Phenomena. This definitely seems to be.
0: Oh no! No, absolutely not. Yeah.
1: I don't know if there was just like, and sometimes just night happens in the ninth world, just in a local area, Mm -hmm. just all at once. Mm -hmm. But okay. Dilly will voice that. I think something is generating this.
2: You think it's extra dimensional?
1: I have no. I. I. I would need. We would need to get closer to whatever. We would need to know more, and I don't know more.
0: This definitely doesn't look like an illusion, or. The kind of nope. thing. okay. Cha-Cha, give me a perception roll of six. Eight. There are absolutely no horrors around. Huh. Like, none of them. Not even, like, the background creatures that you usually see sculling around. Mm-mm.
4: Something's seriously wrong. Oh,
0: how? how serious? Like,
4: all the centipedes are missing. Oh, something's wrong.
1: Isn't that good? No centipedes?
4: I mean, you should always have something. It's like when you walk through the forest and you can't hear anything. You know, shit's about to hit the fan.
0: Um. (laughs) And as Cha-Cha says that, (laughs) I would say Nix and Zach would probably notice right away. I don't think Dilly would necessarily notice right away, but... Uh, Dark sight. He said it was nighttime. This isn't a sight thing. It is very quiet here. There is no sound in this part of the forest. You don't hear any animals moving around. You don't hear any breeze through the leaves. You hear each other, but there's nothing else. There's no indication that anything else is moving here.
2: It ain't right.
3: Yes, this is uh, not normal. I mean, that's a tall order given just the world we live in. But this is not not good. Not good. This is the kind of thing that normally happens when you've got a very large predator in the area.
0: I'm just going to stand behind you.
2: <laughs> Mixel will step forward to accommodate.
0: And uh, at this point, I will offer Cha-Cha an XP. Yee. Who will you give the other one to?
4: Obviously our guest.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> okay. So, Cha-Cha, you notice that up ahead, you can see glowing figures moving between the trees. They're not making any sound. They're roughly humanoid shape, but you can't see much definition to them. And there is a moment of silence, and then all of a sudden, they stop. And they all these stretched figures with faces that are indistinct. They all turn, and all their black eyes narrow in on you, Cha Cha. And one of them opens a mouth that seems to become darkness out of nowhere in the pale light. And there is a scream, and that's what we're in this episode.
4: That's dirty. <laughs>
0: I'm going to wait to pick on Dan until next episode, I think. So I'm going to pick on Dilly. Honestly, I really like (laughs) Dan introduction of (laughs) of Zach,
1: just this boisterous, larger-than-life character that just, like, comes in, sweeps in, just takes control of the situation. Because, like, I, we were, like, about to kind of get into a bit of trouble. Mm -hmm. Just wielding confusion like a weapon just (laughs) comes in and takes care of it, no problem. And also, you kind of... Inadvertently razzed Vlad the whole time, and I loved it.
2: Yes. Yes. I second that. (laughs) All of that.
0: They're so mean to Vlad all the time. Well, he's Mm. a bit much.
4: That's who we are as people.
1: Are you willing to tell us his character sentence?
3: Oh, uh, yes, yes. Sackerel is a charming Jack who acts without consequence.
2: Nice. Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) Nice.
1: I was thinking Arcus the whole
3: time.
2: (laughs) You fit right in.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no. it's, It's... Good times. I'll show you all his character sheet later. But yes, <laughs> he's got some fun things in store.
0: Yeah, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you the listener an XP to check out something we think you would really dig. This week it is Samson's turn. Samson, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out?
1: All right. At time of recording, the full game has not come out yet. I don't know if they have a planned date, but. If you are somebody who enjoys kind of sci-fi horror video games, I recommend you check out the demo for the System Shock remake that is available on Steam. Hmm. The original System Shock, just to give a bit of video game history, is kind of the common ancestor to a lot of sci-fi horror games out now. Like, not just Dead Space, but also Bioshock, Deus Ex. Like, a lot of their design philosophies can be traced back to System Shock. And the issue with a lot of video games... Is that they end up being a kind of a product of their time. So the original system shock, the best way I heard about it is like trying to play a game while having like a fucking TIA five like strapped to your face. It's, it's rough <laughs> to like play, even though the story and like everything is very engaging, but this demo modernizes all of it without compromising on a lot of the complexities that come with like an action RPG sci fi horror thing. It's so cool. It's so genuinely terrifying. Like it earns the all the scary moments and the demo they have it's like only three gigs but this map they have is huge it's the first level if anybody listening is interested in sci-fi horror and playing sci-fi horror video games definitely check out the system shock demo it's looking to be a promising full game like hopefully it's only a demo so i can only speculate but it's shaping up to be a gold standard on how you properly remake a game Hmm, very cool available on steam pc only
0: so if you're more of a console gamer sorry (laughs) fair enough well samson if people wanted to reach out to us and tell us what they think about that or the show how would they do that oh boy well we have a website it's called explorerswanted.fm
1: from there they can access all our socials such as twitter we are at explorerswanted on twitter on instagram and facebook we are at Podcasts. do you want to hang out with us directly we have a Discord. You can find that at explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. that will give you the link. And if what we've done here today is worth a buck that you could chuck at us, and we have a Patreon. patreon.com slash explorerswanted. If you subscribe at the $10 and above level, you get to read fun character journals and get some additional content such as a little cat podcast. Life of Cats? Was that what it's called?
0: Cats and Corpses. Cats and Corpses. I wasn't there yeah, for that one. That's so $5 level. Yeah. A lot of fun. Cats of Corpses, that's a Dan Rodriguez game. Another Dan Rodriguez original. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, we know that guy. <laughs> Very depressing, but whimsical game all the same. Yeah, that was, wasn't meant to be autobiographical, but you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, we totally understand if you can't support us on Patreon. The best thing that you could do is tell a friend and tell them why you like the show and why they should listen to it. The second best thing that you could do is leave us a five-star review on a podcast directory. In fact, we have a new five-star review. Stace, can you tell us about that?
2: We do. So Ballad of the Seven Dice from Canada posted this five-star review on both Podchaser and Apple Podcasts. So thank you very much for that. And the title of this review is Open the Door.
1: (laughs) Spoilers.
2: (laughs) Or is it? This podcast has great chemistry among the players and GM, awesome quality, and the production really helps increase the immersion. The players do a great job working together and fleshing out their characters. You can tell that they are all in when they even choose to send their characters to do things they are hesitant on, but feel it's what the character would do. Also really enjoy the depth of lore the story has and how it continues to amp up this urgency of opening up the next door. Really was digging the moral conversation of how the certain civilizations need to be saved, even if they might be viewed as bad. Great job with the podcast. Really enjoying hearing another Numenera actual play. Thank you very much, Ballad of the Seven Dice.
0: Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Yes, thank you so much. And if you didn't like the podcast or if you just thought it was bad, well, take a moment, please, and rub the tip of your tongue along your teeth. Feel the knobby ridges of your molars the blades of your incisors, and the tips of your canines. Take in the variety of your masticators and know that when the moment comes, they will never be sharp enough. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at anderlik A-N-D-R-L-I-K.
2: You can find me on Twitter at Stace Windu.
1: Tooth Fairy is just a minor bone demon. I'm at slam Potato.
2: If your dentist also...
4: Ground down your canines because they were too sharp. You can find me at T with the Unicorn on Twitch and Realty Unicorn on Twitter.
3: And Dan, where can people find you? I mean, if they must, I'd rather they didn't. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter where I have been since before that hell site even had vowels at, at uncivilized
0: Dan. <laughs> Which is odd and ironic because you're usually mm. very dapper.
2: You seem fairly civilized for that, Mike. Monics- That's the joke. Oh. What?
0: that's it for us hope you enjoyed the show we will be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future have a good night day weekend or whenever you're listening to this and bye. bye